Hey, love. Welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. Hello, my lovely ladies. I hope you had a good week. I did. I've had a better week than I've been having. I know I'm very open and honest about my mental health with you guys. I have been having a good week because I feel that I've begun to apply the things God has been showing me. And I don't know about you, but it's like you can hear things over and over again, whether that be through sermon or through God talking to you or however you feel you receive messages from God. And you'll keep hearing it, but you don't apply it or see it come about in your life. I think there's a verse in the word that says to put into practice his ways, what we see him do. And it's like we ask for answers and let's normalize even if the answer is hard, doing it. The first time around, because child, the second time around is harder. It's boyfriends you got to break up with because now you got into a relationship you wasn't supposed to get into, okay? It's a loan you wasn't supposed to take out. Or it's a business you weren't supposed to start in this season. Or you were supposed to rest and you're do-do-doing. You know, if we just take the time to relax and listen to what God is telling us in the season, then we would save ourselves a lot of time, okay? We would literally live in more clarity. Because what happens when you follow one step of obedience? God opens up another door of obedience for you whether that be a message or a physical thing that he airdrops into your life, because that's just how he works. I mean, you know, you could be praying for something for a really long time and then it's like suddenly, you know, we always hear suddenly, but like, what does that mean? It's like, you can be praying or hearing God talk about something for a long time, but once it comes into the physical, it seems like suddenly. But people don't know how long you've really been praying and talking to God about that thing. And so that's what I want to talk about today conversations with God. Can we talk to God about anything, anything at all? And in the past two weeks, just deep diving into intimacy, as I told you, God was like, we need to work on our relationship. Like, there's a divide. Like, I need to talk to you. You know, and so when you get married, like one of the biggest things you need, one of the biggest skills you need is communication. And I feel like God literally pulled me to the side and was like, can we talk? Because I need to talk to you. I can tell there's something that's blocking us. Well, not him, me. (laughs) There is something that's blocking you from receiving me fully. There is something that's blocking you from being able to feel loved by me. There is something blocking us from being fully intimate with each other. And I need us to to sit down. Obviously, I know what it is. I'm God. But I need you to sit down and get on the same page with me. Because where I'm trying to take you, this has to be worked out. Where I'm trying to take you requires us to have better communication. 
It requires you to be more open to me. It requires you to not only be humble (laughs) and realize the things that you have been dealing with, but it requires you to know you can come to me with anything. It requires you to know that you can talk to me when you're angry with me or disappointed in something that you felt like I didn't come through for you for. We need to have an open relationship because this is not the only time this will happen in your life. And every time something happens between me and you, if we ignore it, and act like you don't feel some type of way, it's not going to get worked out. And our trust between each other, your trust in me is going to be skewed because you're going to doubt my goodness. You're going to doubt your faith in me. You're going to doubt my plans I have for you. And where I'm taking you, girlfriend, there's no room for doubt. There's no room for fear. There's no room for our trust issues to be arising because I'm going to be putting you in spaces where I'm going to be like, hey, say this. Hey, do this. Hey, I need you to connect with that person. Hey, I need you to learn from that person. There's not going to be time for me to humble you in a conference room where I need you to connect with someone who's going to bring about what you've been praying for. Because when God answers prayers, he sends people. And if you're too prideful to receive help, if you're too prideful to think that your plan is better than mine, then I can't deliver what it is that I'm trying to bring into your life. Not only that, I need you to be able to form relationships. You literally own a woman's community. You're running it. You're maintaining it. You think that you can do that from the comfort of your home? Not connecting with people? Not loving all my people? We need to fix that heart of yours. We need to soften that heart of yours. I need you to love my people like I love my people. And that's not to say you don't have a good heart. It's to say you've been through some things. And there's some stuff on top of that heart that the world has tried to put on you, that the enemies try to put on you, that past hurts and pains have put on you, that I need to heal, that I need to pull out so that only the fruit that I bear comes through. And that's why you abide in me and I abide in you. And so then you can produce the fruit and it's not mixed up with the poison of your past hurt and pain. It's purely my fruit. My favorite Psalms, creating me a clean heart, oh God, because there's so much I realize that I bottle up or I think a lot of us as women, like we don't speak up the wrongs that have been wrong to us. We either felt we deserve them subconsciously. We get into these relationships. We stay in these relationships that are damaging and toxic and hurtful. And then we're bitter after. We talk about him after, talk crap on him after and all that to our girls. But while you're in it, you're talking crap, but you're still dealing with it. In it, you keep going back because you want to be loved. And to you, that's love. To you, that's enough. To you, that's what you deserve. Because you haven't been introduced to God or haven't allowed God to show you the love that he has. And and I'm really excited about this season, you guys. Because God showing me love is like such a beautiful thing. I, I'm a PK, okay, by trade, okay? I, I grew up in the church. I grew up, you know, church every Sunday, missing all the Sunday morning cartoons because I've went to church every single Sunday in my life. I was like 17. 
And I know God loves me, right? It's in every Bible study. It's in every Sunday school. It's in every uh, vacation Bible school. God loves me. But I have to tell you something. I don't know that I ever experienced God lo- God's love for myself. I don't know that I ever experienced God until I was 28 and was desperate, kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. I was at that place where I was like, I know I need something. And I have tried finding love. I have tried drinking. I have tried numbing all this hurt and pain that I have had for years in my life with everything else that I could think of but you. And I know that I'm at a place where if I don't give this to somebody, if I don't give this to you, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to want to stop living. If you don't take over, I'm done. I had to get to that place. I'm a stubborn girl, okay? But stubbornness, God uses in a good way for me now because it's like, yeah, it was hard for me to come to him then because of some hurt that I had from church. But now that I'm with him, I'm like, all right, we doing this. All right, I don't like your answer, but hey, hey, I'm in it. I'm too far in. I'm ready. Let's do, let's do this, right? But God knows you. And that just speaks to how he knows us, how intimately he knows every piece of you and that he put it in you for a reason. It's just when things happen to us, when the enemy tries to attack us and put things on us, it can be used the wrong way. But when God comes in, it changes. It's used according to his original plan for your life. And that speaks again to intimacy, to his love for us, to his concern for us, to his building us up from the beginning of time, intentionally speaking a word and letting it be in our lives. It speaks to his intimacy with us, his desire for it, his desire to turn things around and work them together for our good. And so I loving this season because I can see how God is just taking me deeper into his love for me, deeper into an awareness of our intimacy, of the importance of this actually being relationship. And it speaks to Jesus's whole reason for his anger whenever he got righteously angry in the bible it speaks to his reason for always talking about god's love and bearing fruit and it's like all right jesus we know we know but it's like he's so consistent the bible jesus it's all so consistent and when you begin to experience in real life you're just deepened in your faith because you're like wow this is the real deal like This is the same God that came to Moses in a burning bush. I'm for real though. If you start to think about, yo, this is the same God who parted the Red Sea. Like, it's just like, so y'all know the verse that says the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. This is how you begin to have that reverence for God. Because it's like, whoo, you that God? Like, and you're talking to me about my little temper tantrum right now? (laughs) Like, uh, it just like increases your faith in him and drawing those connections, which leads me to my first point of today, drawing the connections that he is the same God who was speaking to those back in the Bible days helps you to get to know his character. You're dating him, right? And this is why we have single season. This is why we have seasons where we have to be in wait 
right? Because there's something God is preparing us for. There's something that God is trying to show us. And in our haste, in our microwave society ways, we're just like, all right, God, what is it? Let me fix it. Let's do it. You know, and God's like, yeah, I'm still the same God that, you know, didn't let Moses go until he was like 80 years old to go free the people. So relax, right? Abraham was old too. Like God is not in a hurry. And my favorite, 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 favorite person in the Bible is David. But recently he's been having me study him again. And I'm like, all right, Lord. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I never used to read the Psalms. Everyone's like, oh, I love Psalms. I'm like, Psalms is boring, bro. Psalms is a bunch of poems and songs. And it's like, I need like the grit. Like, give me the walls of Jericho, right? And recently I've been attracted to Psalms. Why? Because of the place I felt I was in. Because I feel like I've been talking to God like, God, like, bro, are you here? Because it's like, I thought we were doing a thing and I don't feel you at all. So it's like, where are you at? Are you hiding? Like, are you playing hide and seek? Where have you been? Like, I, I feel like I take one step forward and then like you're quiet and then it's like you're playing games with me. So it's like, where are you at? And if you can't have this open rhetoric with God, that's religion telling you that you can't have open communication with God. God wants a relationship with us. He's the creator of marriage. And we know communication is the most important thing in marriage. Why wouldn't you be able to talk to God about your frustration? Oh, and I have Bible for it. Okay. Let's talk about it. So God has been revealing to me and showing me how David spoke to him, how open David was with him, how honest he was with him, because that thought came up to me. I'm like, why are you talking to God like this? Like, girl, why are you talking to God so crazy? And he led me to a few Psalms. For example, in Psalms 22, 1, David said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Like, this is what David was saying to God. The same things that it feels like I was saying to him in this season. For us to think it's not okay, we would have to ignore the whole Psalms because, girl, it's a lot. It's a lot that David goes into. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, I find no rest. I don't normally read Psalms. So I'm reading Psalms and I'm seeing David literally have the same expressions as me while I'm talking to God. And he's like, but keep reading. So it's like, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you, our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried and were rescued. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. David reminded himself. He encouraged himself in who God was at the end of the day. David trusted in God's character and therefore how he was feeling because your feelings are okay. They are an indicator of what's going on with you. Right? Your feelings are an indicator, but they aren't the truth. They aren't always the truth. How you feel about something may be a fence or you're getting defensive about something. Those are your emotions being triggered. Whether you've been through some things, girl, and now that's your response to things, but your emotions are not fact. And until I learned this fully, my emotions were in the show. I'm a very emotional person, okay? 
And it's like, all right, this is just how I am. This is just how I am. Like, nah, sis, that's your trauma coming through. That's your trauma speaking, right? And so God's like, okay, here's yet another reminder. Your emotions aren't facts. Faith is not a feeling. Whenever you have your faith in me, you go ahead and rant all day long. Look at Jonah. He was a big crybaby. God let him do all that. Right after he used him, Jonah was a big crybaby. He was angry. He was angry. But guess what? God let him have that time where he could vent, where he could talk to him, where he could have the conversations with him. Over and over again, we're reminded that God said that David was a man after his own heart. And if we don't model our relationship with God based on this, we would be remiss. Because first of all, how do you trust someone you don't know? How do you trust someone whose character you're unsure of? You know? When you think of any of your friendships, you know these people over time and they prove to you over time how much you can trust them based on their actions, things that they do, things that they don't do. Do they keep their promises? That's their character, right? How can you have a relationship with God without understanding his character? And one thing David did was constantly remind himself of what was true about God, that God was faithful. That God did deliver them. That the ancestors trusted in him. That he never put them to shame. He reminded himself of who God was. David is back and forth in the Psalms constantly, child. Like, God, where are you at? But you are a good God. <laughs> and that's literally how I feel my relationship with God is. I really do. It's so... and down sometimes because I'm like, Lord, like, what are we doing here? But God makes a promise. When we cast our cares on him, all our worries, concerns, once and for all, he gives us his peace that guards our hearts and our minds. When we cast our cares upon him, our anxieties, it says be anxious for nothing. We have peace. And that's because he cares about us. And the more and more I study this, the more I realize this is how we delight in God. You know how the word says, delight in him and he will give us the desires of your heart. That's because if you're satisfied with God, if you're satisfied in your relationship with God, your desires become his. And vice versa, because as he works on your heart, he purifies the things he's already placed in you. They just get skewed when you get out in the world. But when you come back to him, he can align everything in your life, work it out for the good, which just means aligning it back into what he preordained the things in you to be from the beginning. What did he tell Jeremiah? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Like I just said, my stubbornness, that was a bad thing until God got a hold of it, right? And so God invites us to pour our hearts out to him, to find refuge in him, to cast our burdens. We need to be able to experience his rest and renewal in an intimate way. Our relationship with God is solely dependent on how you feel you can communicate with him 
No relationship will last without good communication. And if you don't feel like you have the freedom to share, how can you have good communication? How? Do you approach God with honesty? Do you approach God with vulnerability? Do you know that he cares deeply for you? Do you know that he desires to carry your burden? One beautiful thing that I heard in a sermon this past week was God's willingness. God's willingness to listen to us. God's willingness to take our burdens off of us. Cast your burden on me, my yoke is light, right? He's willing to be there for you in a way no one ever has been. God's willingness. And because of our hurt from past people, past relationships, we don't like to feel like a burden. We don't like to feel like a burden. To all my people pleasers out there, you don't like to feel like a burden. And so casting your anxieties on God is foreign. How come we think we can just come to God and we could just do these things that we don't do in real life, in our real relationships? It's impossible. You have to learn it. And as God heals your heart, as God shows you where you've been hurt, then you can go deeper in Then you can go deeper in him. He is willing and able. And I think that's so beautiful because even if you've never experienced that, he's there to show it to you. Because, sis, if you're in a season like I'm explaining, if God is showing you how to have relationship, it just means he's ready to open doors for you. That means you'll need to be connecting to people. That means he could be bringing your husband. That means he could be putting you in rooms where you'll need to make real, genuine business connections or relationships. It means that he's preparing you for what you've been praying for or what he's already had ordained for you to have receive in your life, for his plan for your life. It's such a beautiful thing, but it's like God is teaching us how to delight in him. By healing our hearts, unpacking our trauma, lifting all that crap up off of us so that we can have genuine relationship with him. So we can learn love. We can experience his love. So we can recognize his love in others so that we know who's for us and who is not. If you don't recognize God's love, you'll receive any love. If you don't have a definition for love, you'll confuse it. This is what we do before we come to him because we don't know what real love is. Someone who gives us a little attention, we fall in love with. Because we've been used to crap. Being crapped on, okay? Maybe it's just me. But you receive the little things as love because you're used to scraps of love you're vying for attention and affection you need it we're built for it we're built for connection once you connect to god in that intimate way 
then you experience love and you can recognize it. And now you have a template. So when this little man tries to come around and give you little scraps of love, you're like, uh-uh, no, this ain't it. <laughs> I know what love is and you're not giving it to me. So, sir, you got to go. But I thank God for this lesson that I can be so open and, and vulnerable and transparent to him. He's the closest to the brokenhearted. If you can give him your heart in that way, trust him with it. He's the last stop. You don't have to trust another person with your heart in that way. But once you find God, because he's the last stop, he's the one you need. And so once you find your vulnerability, once you find your ability to trust him, he guards you. Your guarded says you don't have to walk around with trust issues. You'll be able to recognize the love of your life. You'll be able to trust him too because you trust God. But it's such a beautiful thing when God is trying to teach you intimacy with him, vulnerability with him, because it just means he's preparing you for deeper relationship, platonic or romantic. So can we talk to God about whatever? Yes. Please read the Psalms this week and be encouraged by David's vulnerability. And be even more encouraged by how David separates emotion from his faith. Vent to God. So many people do it in the word if you need to look up references. By all means, vent to him because he knows you feel that way. And once you get it out, remind yourself who he is. and He will speak to you. If you vent to God in a vulnerable moment, that's all I've been doing this week. If you vent to him, he will encourage you as well. He will send you people to speak life into you. He will send you a sermon to give you a verse. He will send you a word in the Bible to read, to encourage you, to show you what season you're in. Ask him. You have not because you ask not. That's a fact. And he showed me that again this week too. You have not because you ask not. You complain about things you haven't even asked me for. And it's like, dang, God, okay. Because if you're anything like me who doesn't like to be a burden to someone, giving your burdens to someone is near impossible. But with God, all things are impossible, child. And so that's what I've been working on with God. Is giving him how I feel, casting my cares, actually experiencing the peace that comes with it. We know these verses, but put them into practice. Put what God shows you into practice. And watch what happens. I want to pray for us. Dear Lord, I thank you for you showing us where we need to unpack trauma in our lives. Unpack hurts and pains so that we can become closer to you. I pray, Lord, that you soften every woman under the sound of my voice's heart. So that she can draw near to you. And as we draw near to you, Lord, you draw near to us. You put us in positions and places that have not only brought us closer to you but increased our faith in you so that we do not deter away from you or be distracted. I thank you for the plans that you put in our lives. I thank you for letting them come to pass. I thank you for the hearts that we have to receive your love. I thank you for being vulnerable with us so we can be vulnerable with you. I thank you for showing us your unyielding love. I thank you for helping us to put the things you reveal to us into practice. In Jeremiah 33, 3, you say, call unto me and I will reveal to you great and mighty things. And I speak that into every one of my sister's lives, that you begin to reveal things to us that we need to start putting into practice. 
Because I know that once we start putting the things you reveal into practice, you'll take us to the next level in you. And the next level in you just means open doors. A next level in you means a softer heart. A next level in you means healing of the pain or trauma or hurts that have kept us from good, genuine relationships or have kept us from opportunities that we couldn't receive when we were suffering from these things. And I thank you, God, for being faithful. And I thank you for the ability for my sisters to encourage themselves when needed. To remind them that you are a faithful God that loves them and desires real relationship with them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, sis. I'll see y'all next week. Okay. Put it into practice. Let's let's live that out this week. We're going to learn things and we're going to put them right into practice. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. <laughs>